Hello everyone, this is Short and Sweet Parenting Tips, the COVID-19 pre-launch series number nine, and the homeschooling interview part two. Whew, <laughs> that was really a mouthful. Hey, all seriousness, I know this social distancing is getting old and it is dragging on and on for all of us. I feel this underlying current of nerves and stress that can quickly escalate things. So please take care of your physical and mental health. Being the best you you can be is the greatest thing you can do for your family right now. If you do feel more affected than normal by depression or anxiety, there are support groups sprouting up everywhere, and many school districts are also implementing programs. Please don't be afraid to get the help you need. This is hard on everyone across the board. There is no shame in seeking help. In fact, it is a brave and unselfish move that will benefit your whole family. Remember also that physical activity is also huge in releasing stress and improving your sense of well-being. So get outside, be active, because uh, it's also proven to fight depression. Mostly, please take care of yourself and pamper yourself every once in a while. We all want to be at our best when we come out on the other side of this. Now here is the second half of my homeschool interview with Christiana Gordy. Enjoy. I understand you don't work from home, but your husband does, and you know some other homeschool moms. How about for these moms who are working from home and trying to homeschool their kids? Yes. Wow. What a difference that is. Yes, I know. Working from home and homeschooling, I think the biggest thing that I've heard from moms, and again, like I said, my husband works from home, so we have to actually kind of do a similar thing, is to have a a schedule um, posted for okay. everyone, kind of have a weekly meeting to let everybody know, like, you know, I'm going to be, um, well, even you don't have to do a week weekly meeting, you just one meeting with a family just to set up now in COVID, you know, mom or dad, mm -hmm. whoever it is, they're going to have to work from nine to five. And, you know, it's, it's very important that I'm not disturbed. You can't come in, you know, set the ground rules and that everyone knows that they're not allowed to come in. I know some moms have even made like a little um, sign to hang on their doorknob that's like red that says you can't mm -hmm. come in now. And whenever they maybe are not on a call, then it's green. So if somebody needs to come mm -hmm. in, they can. Um, but, but I think it's just kind of setting up some boundaries so that everyone knows up front what that mm -hmm. looks like. And then this is your area. Maybe the kids, they do their work at the kitchen table, you know, maybe mom does their work in the bedroom. And then that's sort of like, that's the okay. boundary. Right. Um, or maybe, you know, they can set up something like um, between 10 and 11 mom's available. Um, so if you have any questions, hold them until then, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. just, and then that's, that's the kind of thing. I think that's what I'm hearing is the best to do is just have your designated areas per se and then it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve at first, I think. But I think um, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And also for me, I used to do a lot of writing and letting your kids know what constitutes an emergency. Exactly. Like you can break in if and I what I would tell the girls is if it's not bleeding or falling off. It can wait. That was my threshold for you can interrupt if it's bleeding or falling off. So <laughs> exactly. So do you have advice specifically for someone with very young kids, toddler age, who aren't in school curriculum yet, but have older kids that they're trying to homeschool? Oh, yes. That's always difficult. But actually, in, in the normal homeschooling setting, you usually have several different age groups working at the same time. So I think the key is, is 
to have sort of a, a play area or what have you that has like puzzles or Lego or whatever it is that your child likes to do. And um, so that you know what they're only going to be able to like just say color for like, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, then they're like done with that you know, so that you can kind of help them move on to the next thing. But it's difficult. And the other thing that you may have to do, because if you're on a call, you may have to enlist the older kids to help with the younger kids. Usually that's what most homeschool moms do. Like the, the older kids help the younger kids. Try your best what works and realize that whatever you have set up, even if you're the best of getting everything organized, it may still not right. work oh, out like gosh, that each yeah. day. But definitely get the older kids involved if you have older kids. Um, right. if not, then maybe you just say to them when you're done I, and the timer goes off, I want you to go play. And then that way they're mm, just going to mm -hmm, play mm -hmm. and then you're going to, you know, transition go themselves. That's what, yeah, transition themselves. And then you can kind of get to them when you're done. That's what I would recommend, but it probably would be a little stressful too, you know? Well, it sounds like, uh, again, with routine and working from home, kind of that creating new habits with your older, letting your older kids know this is the expectation now is that I need, I need your help or I need your eyes or, or whatever. But I also feel like give yourself grace. If the day doesn't turn out the way you mapped it out, that's okay. You're not a failure. If your kid has a tantrum, that's okay. You're not a failure and give them grace too, because this is just really stressful. And I think younger kids pick up on stress like a dog with a sixth sense almost. So definitely. I think you're right. I think it's just what I could say to everybody in this time as, as a homeschooling mom is, you know, like you said, give yourself some grace, give yourself a break. Um, you're doing the best you can in the situation and so are your kids. So they need a break sometimes. Right. And so do you, and it's okay. And just be okay with that and be at peace with that. Well, and I know our school district is very understanding and forgiving with deadlines and, and redoing projects because of dynamics like this. I know for me, because I'm type A, I put all this expectations that the school isn't even putting on kids. <laughs> so Exactly. You're so right. I have, I have uh, one final funny question. I know that when I was working from home, they really suggested that you actually dress up when you're sitting at your desk working that you don't stay in your pajamas or have pajama bottoms and a business suit top. Do you find that, that that's something with homeschooling that do you let your kids stay in the pajamas all day? Does it make a difference? It's so funny you say that because my kids and I have had several conversations about that over the years, you know, now they're older, but I can definitely say the person I am again, like you said, type A personality and things and being <laughs> very organized. But when I started homeschooling, cause I had no idea, you know, what to expect. Um, I made sure that we followed a rule, which was you get up in the morning, you know, you do all of your brush your teeth, everything you put your clothes on. And then at a certain time you, you, came down to your desk and that's when we started. And that was sort of the rule, like you had to be dressed and ready to go. Now, over the years, it's funny because you kind of get a little bit more comfortable and then you realize like for your family, again, it depends, um, mm -hmm. you know, that you don't have to be so stringent, but I think myself that it does make a difference. You should kind of get up, get dressed, just like, you know, for yourself. Uh, but I do know as you have older teenagers, um, sometimes I have just let them 
get up, get on their class at like just say nine o'clock. And then when they're done, then they start to, you know, get ready or get dressed or whatever. So I've not been a big fan of being in your PJs all day, but I can say that over COVID I've been a little bit more lax. And again, my kids are older, so they know what they need to get done and they get it done. But I think, yeah, I would definitely say, I think it makes a difference. <laughs> Well, and your kids have been trained. These are habits. And for many of us, these are all new habits, new rules, new inputs. It's just, you know, so so I didn't know if that would assist people. I know it makes a difference for me. Yeah. Sitting around in my PJs or getting up, doing my teeth, you know, (laughs) putting on real clothes. It makes a difference for me. And I'm an adult and I have, you know, coping mechanisms. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Christiana. Um, this has been so informative, and, and I really appreciate your time. Is there anything else that you could think of or any other tips that we didn't cover? Well, thank you so much, Anne, for having me here today as well. I just would love to say, you know, just check out any other resources over the summer. Summer's coming up now, and, you know, some people are a little bit, oh, no you, know, ups, you know, just upset or concerned, you know, that their kid got everything they needed, you know, over the last couple months. And I would say, hey, don't worry. Here's the thing. Mostly when you're in school, there's stuff that they don't ever get to. And, you know, so you're going to be fine. Take a deep breath. But if you're worried, there's so many resources out there for you that you can utilize over the summer. Khan Academy is a wonderful one because it breaks it down by subject. Um, IXL is really good for the little kids because it sort of is a by subject, but also on the computer and gives them like little incentives with uh, prizes and things to go to the next level. Um, so I would suggest just looking out there at the resources that are available um, if you are concerned. And I think you said you were going to put some resources on the Short and Sweet Tips Facebook page for people to reference too. Yes, I would love to do that. Yes, and I would. Perfect. A big thanks to Christiana Gordy. She was just so full of information and perspective. I hope you learned as much as I did. Just so you know, there are also bridge workbooks for summers between grades, at least up through 8th grade. Now, we've moved so much that I know one state's curriculum might be teaching things earlier than others, especially in math. So I would check with your child's teacher to find out the expected math level at the end of their grade so you can make sure to buy the bridge workbook that will leave them off at the correct place. Workbooks are available on Amazon, bookstores, and school supply stores. Join us next time when I'll share some ideas about teaching your kids to help around the house. So until then, thanks for joining us for this short and sweet parenting tip.